0: What's up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 139 of the Spun Today podcast, the podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. In this episode, I have a treat for you. It's the audiobook version of my latest short story titled Pencil Case, which was published on November 11th, 2019 you want to read it with your eyeballs instead of reading it through your ears, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash short stories forward slash pencil case, or just go to spuntoday.com, click on short stories and find it there within the list of my previously published short stories. Now, this is a story that is loosely, not too loosely, but pretty loosely based on a true story. Uh, when I was a younger kid and used to go to work with my father during the summers uh, between one school year ending and another one beginning you know like summer vacation it's a story of me looking back on that time in my life now as an adult with the perspective of or rather the perspective that experience gives you and just appreciating some of the the takeaways and life lessons, if you will, that I was lucky enough to come out of that experience with. I hope you guys appreciate it, enjoy it, get something from it, and definitely let me know what you think of it. To do so, you can email me directly at spuntoday at gmail.com or comment in the comments section of the actual short story on my website at spuntoday.com forward slash spuntoday forward slash pencil case or comment within the comments of this specific podcast episode on my website at sponsorate.com forward slash podcast forward slash 139 139 but yeah i think it's dope i um have been working on the second book of my trilogy novel series the continuation to fractal as you all know if you follow this podcast but i got like this flash memory where I remembered the pencil case that I speak about in this short story and that just took me back through a like reminiscing wormhole of like that summer when I got it and uh, just going to work with my dad and getting to hang out with him. And I felt it was a story worth telling. Within that, so I took a break from the novel and wrote this short story so I can share it with you fine folks. And do not fret, I am back working on the novel. But this is some dope content that uh, I hope you folks appreciate as well while you wait on that. Spoiler alert, by the way, I wrote this story in Aventura-style type of Spanglish. So my fellow first-generation folks and Anyone that speaks Spanish and English will understand everything seamlessly. But I did try to write the story in, within my recollection of the things that happened in English, happened in English, the things that happened in Spanish, happened in Spanish. But I tried my best to make sure that for those of you that don't speak Spanish, you would understand what is said in Spanish just based on the context around it in English. But that obviously won't be the case for every single thing. And in those cases, I'm sure if you check out the the text of the actual story at spunthoday.com forward slash pencil case, I'm sorry, forward slash short stories forward slash pencil case, you'll be able to just copy and paste and use uh, Google Translate if you really want to know what is, what is being said. But yeah, in a clockwork orange-esque type of way, you may be able to just figure out what is being said in Spanish based on the context in english and lastly folks before we jump into the audiobook if you can take a second and listen in on how you can help support the spun today podcast i'd appreciate it and then without further ado we'll jump right into the audiobook you can support the spun today podcast by checking out my writing you can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing, but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies, if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel, titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Spuntoday Publishing presents the unabridged version of Pencil Case by Tony Ortiz, performed by the author. Remember that period of time before school started again? When summer vacation was almost over, And the excitement of getting new school supplies temporarily drowned out the memories of having to do too much homework while you'd rather be watching Power Rangers, VR Troopers, or Batman. The animated series, not the Adam West reruns. Although, I'd have an affinity for those a bit later in life. This is the set and setting of this story. There was this one summer between second and third grade, When I used to go with my dad to the supermarket he used to work at, he managed the deli within the supermarket and opened up the place way before he actually needed to be there. Being punctual to him meant being somewhere an hour or two before you're expected to be. You know, in case you get a flat tire on the way or your car explodes. This way, you can get it fixed and still be on time to handle your responsibilities. I didn't mind getting up early with him, though. My seven-year-old brain was so jacked up from all the adrenaline coursing through me that I barely slept the nights before anyways. I'd wake up, brush my teeth, get dressed, and be ready to leave on time. We drove the 10 to 15 minutes it took to get there and opened up shop. A couple of the dudes that worked as shelf stockers were already out front, sipping on their 50-cent cart coffees. Not my pop, though he got his bustelo out of the way at home. My mom prepared it for him the night before, and he brewed it before the sun was up. He had it along with a piece of Entenmann's Butter Loaf Pound Cake while he listened to either Tent and Winds or Radio Wado 1280 on the AM radio dial. He said what's up to the guys, who seemed happy to see him, and patted me on the head. ¿Quién es este chiquillo? One of them asked. Este es el hijo más pequeño mío. My pop responded. Salúdalo a Ramón Tony, he instructed. Hola, I said timidly. Pero con la voz alta, para que te pueda oír, my dad added. Y dale la mano. Hola, I said a bit louder as I shook Ramón's hand. Oh, se llama Tony también. We're going to call you Tony Jr. para no confundirnos. Vas a trabajar con tu papi, he asked. Sí, I responded. Que bueno, he said. My dad and the other guy that I would later come to know as Miguel finished rolling up the metal gate in front of the supermarket. My dad went in alone to shut off the alarm and flick on the lights. He was the only one that the owners trusted with the keys and alarm code. I stayed outside with Ramon and Miguel for a bit until the lights came on. To this day, I still remember walking in for the first time. I mean, I've been in supermarkets before. This one in particular, a couple of times, while I was bustling with shoppers and workers. But being the first ones through the door, watching the lights begin to go on, felt like I was in on a secret. I was privy to the behind the scenes of how this place transitioned every night from dormant to lively. We walked past the cashiers around the lotto station, which I later learned is where the owner hung out at so he could keep his eye on the money and cashiers. We made our way to the deli that was in the back right corner from where we were standing. My dad flicked on the light switches to the display fridges, where the cold cuts and cold salads were, while I roamed around his workspace. His work domain. Excited to be on this side, with an opportunity to see how the sausage was made. There were notepads and scraps of paper sitting on a small table. Others hung with magnets on the side of the standing fridge, and all seemed to be lists of different deli meats. Soon after, my dad washed his hands thoroughly and put on an apron that he had hung up on a hook the day before. Vamos a buscar el pan, he told me. El pan? I asked surprised to hear that there was more. Si, tengamos que hacer el pan fresco cada día. With that, we went up one of the aisles toward the back of the supermarket. My eyes scanned around in awe, like I hadn't seen a cereal aisle before, while I tried to keep up with my dad's speed walking. There were these double doors that said employees only, and he pushed through them like he owned the place. Ven por aquí, he instructed. Ten cuidado con las escaleras. We walked down a dingy flight of stairs into a poorly-lit basement filled with broken-down cardboard boxes and cases of the products that would eventually fill the shelves of the aisles upstairs. Ramon and Miguel were hard at work lifting cases, breaking down boxes, and then tying them up and sending cases of goods up a flat escalator-looking thing so that they can be stocked on the shelves upstairs. ¿Cómo va eso, muchachos? My dad asked. Hey, Tony, Tony Jr., Ramón replied as he continued on with his work. My dad opened up a walk-in box refrigerator and grabbed a big bag filled with frozen dough-like cylinders and gave me a slightly smaller one. ¿Tú puedes con esa? Sí, I responded quickly to not let him down but I wasn't so sure that I could carry it. I lifted the bag awkwardly in front of me with both hands, and I followed my dad back up the way we came. Tony, ¿vió el juego de lume noche? Miguel asked. Sí, qué barbaridad. No tienen picheo. Sin picheo mejor no van para parte ellos. My dad responded as Miguel nodded in agreement. Nos vemos en lunch, muchachos, my dad added as we went back up the dingy staircase. When we made it back to the deli, my dad cranked up one of the two long ovens to a specific temperature that he had marked on the knob with black permanent marker ink because the actual numbers had rubbed off already. Then he reached into his right pocket and pulled out a pocket knife that he used to slice open both the bags we brought up. He put down three flat trays and instructed me, Okay, empieza a pasarme pan. I went into the bag and began handing them over to him quickly. ¿Por qué están tan duros? I asked. I've never seen hard, icy bread before. Porque tengamos que cocinarlo todavía? He clarified. Estas son la masa del pan. Y las congelamos para que no se dañen antes de cocinarlas. Vamos. Más rápido, papi. He instructed. And I picked up the pace accordingly. Once they were all on trays he pulled out a Windex-looking spray bottle that had a clear liquid in it, and he began spraying the first tray of bread. ¿Qué es eso? I asked. Agua, he responded. Para que se cocinen bien. Toma, échale a los otros. He told me as he handed me over the bottle while he grabbed and slid the completed tray into the oven. I began spraying, and after a bit, he said, No lo mojes tanto. Y hazlo más rápido, papi. I tried doing it as fast as I could, but I started losing grip strength. After about half a dozen rolls, he took the bottle and said, Ven para ayudarte. And sprayed each roll from both remaining trays precisely three times each, faster than the machine gun from Contra. He put them in the oven. Okay, he said. Vamos a sazonar los pollos. Y ya estaremos listo para cuando abran el supermercado. ¿Tú haces pollos también? I asked as he nodded in agreement. My pops was Superman. He woke up earlier than Wakefulness. He ran the deli in a supermarket, where he was also the most trusted employee. He made bread, shot the shit with his co-workers, that obviously liked him, and made whole chickens that I saw him season, marinate, and slide onto his spinning metal spits five at a time. Then he put them into an oven that I now knew was the culprit behind a few burn mark scars that he had on his hands and forearms. He worked through lunch every single day and he serviced every single one of his customers with a smile, regardless of if he was sick that day or in a shitty mood. In retrospect, I realized that I internalized those traits and attempt to replicate that type of work ethic and discipline in my own life. ¿Tienes hambre? He asked me around lunchtime. I said no based on his body language, not looking like he was letting up anytime soon. And I didn't want him to think any less of me for wanting to take a break. I was hungry though. ¿Tienes que comer algo, mi Te voy a hacer un sandwich. ¿Con qué lo quieres? Elige lo que quieras. He said as he pointed to all the cold cuts I could choose from. My brain filled up with combination ideas as my eyes glazed over all the options. Ham, honey ham, monster cheese, turkey, salami, bologna. My dad offered a suggestion after seeing my indecision. ¿Lo quieres con jamón y queso? No, no jamón, I replied. ¿Y bologna? he offered. ¿A ti te gusta eso? no. Tampoco quiero eso. Ultimately, I settled on a buttered roll with American cheese. And I shit you not, to this day, it was the best sandwich I've ever had. I don't know what it was. Maybe the fresh, warm roll contrasting with the cold cheese and creamy butter. Maybe it was the love my dad put into it. Whatever it was, I haven't had one that good since. This lady walked by and behind the deli where we were. Hola Carmen, ven a conocer a mi hijo, my dad told her. Saludo, she responded. Oh, este es el Tony Jr. Este es el grande o el pequeño? Tienes dos, no? El pequeño, my dad replied. Si ya está vuelto un hombre, she said. Hola papito, yo soy Carmen, la amiga de tu papi. Hola Carmen, I said loud enough this time. Then I bit into the last quarter of my sandwich. I love that my dad cut it in fours, by the way. Maybe that's what made it taste better. It made the sandwich last longer, for sure. Tony, ¿qué hay de nuevo hoy? Tengo hambre. Bueno, ¿le puedo hacer un sandwich? My dad told her. Good choice, I thought to myself. ¿O oh, le preparo una ensaladita de papa con pollo cuando estén listos? He added as an option. No... No quiero nada de eso, eh? Carmen replied. Voy a ir a los chinitos del lado a comprar una sopa. ¿Quieres una? She asked my dad. No, no, ya yo comí, my dad said even though he hadn't eaten. He was just telling her that so he could get back to focusing on work. He never ate lunch. He worked straight through and ate a big meal when he got home. My mom would have a spread prepared for him every day as he walked in around 2.30 to 3 p.m. sharp. A mixed salad, plate of rice, bowl of beans, and a plate of a protein, like pollo al horno or bistec encebollado. Sometimes tostones, too, if platanos were on sale that week and we had some leftover from weekend breakfasts. Okay. Después vengo a buscar a Tonito Jr. para que empaque y se haga unos chavitos, Carmen said as she walked away. Nos vemos. I was about to ask my dad what she meant by taking me with her to go pack, but he had a couple customers waiting, and the attention span of a seven-year-old is not far off from that of a goldfish. After he finished giving them what they asked for, my dad pulled out two rolls and started making a couple sandwiches. I wasn't sure who they were for until he wrapped them in aluminum foil, put them in a plastic bag, and called me over. ¿Te recuerdas donde trabajan Miguel y Ramón? He asked me. Abajo. I responded for confirmation. Sí. ¿Sabes llegar para mandarle estos sandwichitos contigo? I nodded yes, but my dad saw the doubt on my face. Okay, ven, para encaminarte, he said. He walked me over to aisle 12, which had the double doors we had gone through at the opposite end. ¿Ves la puerta Ya. Sí, I said excitedly, and began walking with purpose. Llévaselo y ven para atrás enseguida. Okay, papi, I responded. My heart rate sped up as I pushed through the double doors and went down the dingy staircase. I counted the steps as I walked down. Whenever I got nervous or anxious... I used to start counting things as a way to distract myself from the nerves. Stairs, white sneakers, cracks on the wall, anything that was within eye shot. When I got to the bottom of the staircase, I looked around and didn't see them at first. Then I heard some boxes being tossed down from a delivery truck outside and slid across the room on this really long, waist-high shelf that had metal wheels all over it. Ramón looked over and saw me standing there. Hey, Donito, nos Longe, el Ramón asked, noticing the bag I was carrying. Sí, mi papá le mandó sandwiches. I responded while raising the bag up. Oh, good, Ramón said in English. That's my favorite lunch. Put it over there, encima de esa caja, please. Okay, I obliged. I know my dad told me to go right back up, but you know, attention spans. I was in awe of the fluidity in which the truck driver tossed Miguel boxes, which he slid down to Ramón, who caught them, put them on the long waist-high shelf with metal wheels, and slid them across the room. Ramón noticed and asked, You want to try? I nodded and he called me over. La caja viene dura cuando la tira, okay? Yo la agarro y te la paso a ti. Then you slide it down that way, he said as he pointed. Okay, I responded, and the first box came down hard and fast like he said it would. He stopped it with the hand he had a glove on, spun around, and placed it on the shelf for me. Okay, take it away, he said. I kept my hands on the box as I ran alongside the rolling shelf and slid it across almost all the way to the end before I let it go and watched it land where all the other boxes were. Good job, but you got to be fast. Ven para atrás, Ramon said as he already had two more boxes waiting. I slid the first one down, which didn't make it all the way to the end, and then the second that landed right behind it. I was clearly stifling the progress, so I wasn't surprised when Ramon said, Okay, one more, Papa. He handed it to me, and I ran alongside with it, and finished pushing all three boxes the full way. Good job, Tony Jr. Dile gracias a tu papi, said Ramon. Okay, bye Ramon, I said as I ran up the stairs, excited to tell my dad how I helped out. I got up the stairs, ran down the aisle, and around the deli counter. My dad was servicing a customer. Half a pound of boar's head ham, he asked with a monotone voice. Sure, sure, my dad responded. As he quickly grabbed a hunk of ham, placed it on the slicer machine that he told me never to get near, put down a sheet of parchment paper, which he had prefolded a bunch of during his morning preparation, and began slicing. I wanted to wait for him to finish, but I couldn't contain myself. Pa, yo ayude a Ramón y a Miguel. I blurted out. Oh, sí? Wow, qué bueno. ¿Qué hiciste? He asked while he weighed the sliced meat on the scale. Looked over at the customer and said, This is my son. The customer seemed to be as uninterested as his voice sounded. Anything else? My dad asked with a smile. No. The grumpster responded as he grabbed his ham and waddled away. ¿Y qué hiciste? Dime. My dad asked. Me dieron cajas que vinieron en un delivery y yo la llevé... In el slide, al otro lado. I said, Oh, ya llegó el delivery de Crasdale. He interrupted. Uh-huh. I said as I nodded in agreement even though I didn't know where the delivery was from. Y yo tiré la caja lejos en el shelf largo eh, que tiene wheels. Que tiene ruedas. He corrected. Sí. I responded. Que bueno, mijo. ¿Vas a ser buen trabajador, tú? Ajá. Uh-huh, I agreed and added, I want to work here one day, just like you. No, mi hijo. My dad responded as he shook his head and smiled. Tú tienes que ir a la escuela, seguir siendo un estudiante sobresaliente, graduarte de la universidad, y después vas a tener un trabajo profesional, con corbata puesta y en una oficina. Y ahí... I let that marinate for a minute. That was the first time I can remember internalizing that my father's efforts, hard work, and sacrifices had more to do with his goals for me and our family than with his goals for himself. Carmen walked over, sipping a juice. She slid open one of my dad's fridge doors and put it in. Tony, i the juguito here me she said. Okay, my dad responded. Donito, ¿quieres hacer chavo? She asked me. I gave her a stare that was half, I don't know what you're talking about, mixed with, but I'm in. Ven, ayúdame un ratito. Te voy a enseñar a empacar, she said. Tony, me lo voy a llevar para que me empaque, she told my dad. I looked over to see if it was okay with him or not. As he turned away from servicing another customer, "See, see, buying," he said, and I did. Carmen was cool. She quickly became one of my favorite people at the supermarket. She was a cashier and taught me how to pack bags for the customers she rang up. She taught me to double bag, to place heavier items like cans and jars on the bottom and lighter items on top. Meat should always be individually wrapped in a single bag before putting it. Into the double bag. This is to avoid it leaking blood onto other items. Eggs and bread always went in separate single bags. No matter what. Even if the customer only bought two things. Even if they only bought bread and eggs. Separate them. I like that she didn't speak to me like I was a kid. And even cussed sometimes around me. Whenever an aggravated customer didn't like how I packed or complained, she'd defend me to them, and help me fix what I did wrong. I like that she didn't speak to me like I was a kid, and even custom times around me. Whenever an aggravated customer didn't like how I packed or complained, she'd defend me to them, and help me fix what I did wrong. Tonito, no puede poner el pan debajo de algo duro. Lo vas a machucar. Todos los que es así, va en una bolsa separada. She would instruct. Okay, Carmen. I responded politely. When a customer didn't tip or was stingy, she'd let them have it. No me le va a dar nada al niño. He's working hard too, she'd say. It was towards the end of my dad's shift already. He got off at two. So I told Carmen I had to go. Okay, Donito, gracias. Ven, ayúdame mañana, she said. Her inviting me back made me feel happy because I figured I must have not done that bad of a job. I was about to walk away, and she said, Esperate, llévate tu chavo. Eso es tuyo, papito. She said as she pointed to my small bucket of change. Ven para cambiártelo, pero siempre cuenta tu chavo primero. She instructed as she spread it all out, counted it up, opened the register, and gave me the equivalent in bills. I didn't really think I was going to get to keep the money. I made about $3.85 in a couple of hours. I ran over to my dad ecstatic. Papi, mira. I told him as I held up the bills and loose change. Wow, te ganaste todo eso. He asked. Si, sí, I responded. Y trabajaste bien. He asked. Si, sí, y Carmen me dijo que venga mañana a trabajar otra vez. I added. Mañana no, papi. My dad responded. El día es muy largo, los sábados, pero yo te traigo el lunes. Okay, I said as the news momentarily burst my bubble. But then I remembered my fistful of cash and started smiling again. ¿Qué tú vas a hacer con el dinero tuyo? My dad asked. ¿Le voy a dar uno a ti? ¿Uno a mami? ¿Uno a manito? I responded as I was splitting up my earnings in my head without really doing the math. No, papi, a mí no me tienes que dar nada, my dad responded. Mejor guárdalo para que cuando comience la escuela tenga tu dinerito. Okay, pa, I said as Norma walked in. She worked the deli from 2 p.m. to closing. She was nice and gave me a big hug as if I knew her already. My dad told her about the orders he was going to put in for stuff that was running low. And reminded her to write down anything else that she thinks they may need. With that, we left and were on our way home. Two hard working dudes after a long day. That weekend was a blur to me. I couldn't wait until Monday came back around. So that I could go with my dad again. If it were up to me, I would go every single day. When I went back on Monday, I hung out with the guys downstairs around lunchtime. Packed bags for Carmen again. And best of all, bonded with my dad. It was slower on Monday, so I only made $2.65. Tuesday, I made $4.25. And Wednesday, $3.50. On Wednesday, when I went to take the guys their lunch, there wasn't a delivery coming in that I could help with. They were breaking down boxes and tying them up. Hey, Tonito, ¿quieres aprender un acertijo? ¿Qué es eso? I asked. ¿No sabes qué es eso? Responded Miguel. Es como una canción o una poema, pero más pequeña. Es un riddle. Added Ramón. Oh, okay. Sí, yo sé. I responded. Okay. Repeat it with me, Miguel said in broken English. Entre melón y melambe, he said. Entre melón y... I repeated, but blanked out on the last word. Melambe, Ramon chimed in, as he continued breaking down boxes with his box cutter and stepping on them. Entre melon y melambe, I said. Mataron un pajarito, Miguel continued. Mataron un pajarito, I repeated. Melon se comió las plumas, continued Miguel. Melon se comió la pluma, I repeated. Y me lambe es el pajarito. He finished with a big smile. And Ramón began laughing. Y me lambe... ¿Qué? I said as I laughed along, even though I didn't get it. Me lambe es el pajarito. Miguel repeated. Okay, te lo aprendiste para que se lo diga a tu papi. Déjame ver. I said as I recalled the riddle. Entre me lambe y me long? No, no. I quickly self-corrected. Entre Melon y Melambe, mataron un pajarito. Um, Melon? Si. Melon se comió las plumas y Melambe es el pajarito. Miguel added. Then I said it from beginning to end, three times, back to back, with each time Miguel and Ramon laughing even harder. Okay, Tony Jr., Vedila tupai," said Ramon. I ran back upstairs to tell my dad the new riddle I learned. "Papi, papi," I shouted with excitement. "Dime, mijo," he responded. "Aprendí una nueva poema." "Sí," ¿Quién te la enseñó, Carmen?" he asked. "No, Miguel y Ramon," I responded. Oh, "Okay," Dímela. ¿Cómo es? Entre Melón y Melambe mataron un pajarito. Melón se comió las plumas y Melambe es el pajarito. I waited for my dad to burst out in laughter like the guys did, but he didn't. He did smile and shake his head, though, and that's about the same thing coming from him. He shook his head in a they pranked me sort of a way. Estuvo buena esa. He told me. And although I still didn't fully get the riddle, he made me feel like I was part of their inside joke. The next day, I had a doctor's appointment that my mom took me to, so I couldn't go to work with my dad. I was eager to get back on Friday, especially since I knew I wasn't going to get to go all weekend. It was a good day for me. I made $8, my biggest take to date. The supermarket was buzzing. And Carmen was telling me how much busier it gets on Saturdays. ¿Vas a venir mañana? She asked. No. I said sadly. Mañana papi trabaja tarde y dijo que yo me cansaría si vengo. Oh, okay. ¿Y tú? ¿Crees que te cansaría? She asked. No. ¿Yo puedo trabajar mucho también? ¿Todos los días? I responded. Pues, ve dile a tu papi que Carmen necesita tu ayuda mañana. ¿Y qué quieres que tú venga? She suggested. ¿De verdad? I asked to make sure she wasn't messing with me. Sí, ve dile. She replied. Vamos a ver lo que dice. Si dice que no, no perdemos nada con preguntar. Ya tienes el no. Tengamos que buscar el sí. I started to make my way Toward the deli. Heart racing. I usually didn't ask my dad for stuff. Not directly anyways. I'd try my mom as a litmus test first. These were extreme times though. I thought. If I waited until I'd get home. He and my mom would both say no. For sure. Here I could speak to him. Man to man. Coworker to coworker. He'd be proud that I'm willing. And wanting to work so hard. Plus. Carmen having my back was like having an ace up my sleeve. I didn't think I could lose. Pa, I said in a tone that hinted at me wanting something. Dime, papi. He responded. Yo puedo venir mañana, I asked. Tú sabes que mañana es sábado, papi? He replied. El día es muy largo. Y tú no puedes dejar a mami sola el día entero. Es nada más un día, I said. Y Carmen dijo que necesita mi ayuda. Oh, sí? My dad responded. ¿Y no vas a llorar o cansarte mucho? No, I said excitedly, at the thought of him considering it. Bueno, he responded. Vamos a ver lo que diga mami cuando lleguemos hoy. After we got home, my mom proved to be a harder sell. I nagged her all afternoon. Offered to do chores, and I said I'd go to bed super early. My dad eventually co-signed, probably because he was tired of hearing me whine about it, and she finally gave in. I was ecstatic. I washed the dishes after we ate, showered, picked out my clothes for the next day, and laid them out. I skipped playing Sega Genesis with my brother, and went to bed early, just like I said I would. I wasn't tired. And was super excited. So I didn't fall asleep right away. I wanted to though. So that I could pull tomorrow into today that much sooner. When dawn became dusk and our day began. We were off to the races. It was a hard work day for anyone I'm sure. And I was pulling it off at 7 years old. I was packing like a pro. I had a stack of double bags set up from my own little version of morning preparation, and I added to that stockpile whenever there was a fleeting lull between customers. If Carmen went on break or didn't have a customer, I'd hop over to her neighbor Gloria's line and bag for her. I was in a grocery bagging flow state. It was my fight night, my game day, and I crushed it. I was hopped up on the sugar and caffeine I had from two cans of soda that I bought from the vending machine. I spent $1.50 of my own money on a Sunkist and a Welch's grape, which were exotic compared to the Coke and Pepsi that I was used to at home. I also spent $0.25 on a gumball and $0.50 on one of those sticky, stretchy hand toys that came in those see-through plastic bubbles with a red bottom. Still, even after all that, I raked in $17.88. I was through the moon, exhausted, and had a brand new appreciation for my dad's ability to wake up early and put in the work for his family day in and day out. But ecstatic nonetheless. The summer was coming to a close, and the new school year was a couple weeks out. That epic Saturday wound up being The second to last day that I went to work with my dad that summer. And one of the most memorable for sure. During the last week before school started, my dad gave my mom some money for the school supplies that my brother and I needed. My list was longer and contained things like three black and white marble notebooks, two number two pencils, one red pen. Which excited me because I've never used one before. I always thought they were strictly for teachers. We were walking down the aisles of one of the stores on Liberty Ave. When I saw it. The pencil case of all pencil cases. The Red Rider BB gun of pencil cases. It was a rectangular box like most. But had a plastic trapper keeper like padding on it. And had a rad design. It was blue. And it had these light grey draws. Lining the base of it. Which wait for it, sprung open with the touch of a button. How dope is that? There was even a button on the side that made a 6-inch ruler pop out. I could use one of the drawers for my eraser, another for a sharpener, one for paper clips, and I'm sure I'd find use for the others. I turned it over to look at the price tag, and it was fifteen ninety nine. dollars there's no way my mom would be able to get it for me. That was almost half of my entire school supply budget. I put it down and began to walk away dejected. Before I had a mini epiphany, I had 17 of my hard-earned dollars in my pocket. I continued to walk around the store with my mom while I mustered up the gumption to shoot my shot and ask her if I could buy it. Quanto cuesta? She asked. Quince pesos. I responded, leaving out the 99 cents plus tax. Tu estás loco, muchacho. Eso es demasiado caro para eso. Compra unos de esos. She said as she pointed to a bulky rectangular plastic pencil case that was as devoid of style as it was empty inside. But it only cost 3.99. Ma, I responded with my last ditch effort. Pero yo tengo mi dinero también, I reassured. Bueno, she responded. Tú deberías guardar ese dinero. ¿Para qué? I asked. I just learned about earning. But as the money was burning a hole in my pocket, saving was an alien concept to me. Siempre se debería guardar algo, hijo. Uno nunca sabe lo de mañana, she said. Pero... Tu trabajaste por ese dinero, y puedes comprar lo que quieras, she added. My eyes opened up as wide as my smile expanded ear to ear. I thanked her, then ran over and grabbed my pencil case. The most exhilarating thing was that it was the last one left. At the register, I reached into my pocket, pulled out my black and red Velcro wallet, and handed over I slightly crumbled and folded $17 to my mom. She took 10 and handed me back 7 Toma, mijo. Guarda eso para que pueda comprar algo en la escuela, she said. My mom figured she would have spent 4 to $5 on a pencil case anyway, so she decided to subsidize the one I wanted so that I didn't blow all of my money on one purchase. She was resourceful like that. That pencil case was my pride and joy. On day one of school, I placed it at the top of my desk, perfectly parallel with the edge, while some classmates, I was sure, gazed over it in astonishment. To me, a glow was radiating off of it. It was the most amazing thing I owned. It was the most fulfilling purchase I've made to date. The culmination of hard work yielding results that cultivate my desires. As the excitement of starting a new school year faded, it was replaced with the mundanity that came along with a long year of lessons and endless homework assignments. What became of that pencil case, as the year turned on, is as good a guess of yours as it is of mine. I'd like to say that I still have it, that it occupies a spot on some prized possession shelf, but I vaguely recall it eventually beginning to deteriorate, as the things of children do. Springs became sprung. Some of the gray plastic drawers wouldn't open, others wouldn't close. I'm sure I ruined the exterior with stickers that I had second thoughts about and removed while leaving behind that sticky kind like residue. Where the physical pieces of it wound up, however, wasn't as important as its lasting impact. It was the first major purchase I made with money I earned. And it watered the seed that my father planted via his exemplary work ethic. It reinforced the importance of responsibility and highlighted the fact that hard work really did pay off. The end. And that is it folks. That is the audiobook for my short story pencil case. Hope you enjoyed it, I hope you got something from it, and I'd definitely like to know what you thought of it. So please visit spun today.com forward slash short stories forward slash pencilcase. And let me know what you thought in the comments. Or if you listen to this podcast on YouTube, for example, let me know in the comment section there. Or just reach out at spun on Twitter or by emailing me through my contact page at sponsoraycom forward slash contact. So to me, what the story is about is a father and son story where the son is able to see his father in a different light for the first time. He sees him in his work environment, interacting with people that he doesn't know, interacting with his coworkers. And from that, the son is able to gleam some new perspective an understanding and appreciation for certain character traits like interpersonal skills selflessness work ethic discipline dedication specifically in having the dedication enough for your family to day in and day out do something that you may not necessarily love but deem necessary this story is also about working hard you know if you want something work at it whether it's something that you do as a means to an end for some other goal or if it's just showing up and working hard toward something you are passionate about like writing like podcasting or whatever your passion happens to be the path to it is invariably hard work which that along with taking pride in what you do regardless of what it is that you do I would say are definite underlying themes to the story. Almost every quote character in the story, whether it be my father or Carmen or Ramon or Norma, which we just got a glimpse of, but shows up to work on time, for example. Almost each of them display a strong work ethic and an upholding of responsibility. But yeah, that's what this story is about to me. And by no means am I, even though obviously I wrote the story, but in no means am I the, you know, definitive end all be all of what the story is. It can be many different things to many different people. So I am definitely interested to see what it meant to you. So let me know. And feel free to do so in the comment section of my website at sponsor.com forward slash short stories forward slash pencil case stick around for a bit listen to some tunes in the background and to a few more ways you can help support this show if you so choose what's up folks tony here i hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as i enjoy producing it for you here are a few quick ways you can help support this show you can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic Podcasts vs. Anybody t shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes. Also, if you're into cycling, you can cop the super soft, comfortable, minimalist design Spun Today Bike Club t-shirt. Also available in a bunch of different colors and all different sizes. There are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts. Definitely go there and check it out. SpunToday.com forward slash support. It's the merch section. where you can also get a dope coffee mug. I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash freewriting and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies, if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel, titled Fractal. Again, go to sponsordaycom forward slash books to show your support. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social, at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. Please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Spun Today, and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full-length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search Spun Today on YouTube, or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Spun Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm gonna do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're gonna receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week and finally, For my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week, so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address, and you'll get the very next one. If you want to help support the Spunt Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. Here, you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, sponsor.com forward slash support. Click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five-question questionnaire located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find the five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy.